Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you, wherever you are. Welcome to this episode of Overcoming Anxiety with Dawn Morgan. Perfection is impossible. Many people who suffer with debilitating anxiety have a need for perfection, to get things perfect, to do things perfectly, and anything less than perfect is unacceptable. This is something that we're taught throughout our lives, but it can be really unhelpful and debilitating. Our parents, in many ways, want the best for us. That's natural. They want us to develop in our early years and hit or beat all milestones, to do well in school, get good exam results, stay safe, avoid dangers, have good social groups and get a good job. Achieving all the way, thriving to be the best, get the best grades, the nicest friends, etc. But this does put a lot of expectation on us and can be interpreted as needing to strive for perfection. That our worth is tied up somehow in being perfect. But what is perfection? It's a word that's banded about quite freely, but do we understand its meaning and impact on us all? According to the dictionary, perfection means the quality or state of being perfect, such as freedom from fault or defect, flawlessness, the quality or state of being saintly, an exemplification of supreme excellence, or an unsurpassable degree of accuracy or excellence. So when we look at that, then maybe we can realise that most of us are not perfect. But perfection itself is subjective, relative, and in many cases unreachable. We could classify perfection as 100%. That would be logical and understandable. So if, like my daughter, you achieve 100% on a physics exam, is that perfection? It's certainly as good as you can get in that test, that scenario. But is it perfection? Had she at the time reached perfection in physics? Did she know all there was to know about physics? No, of course not. It's subjective and also short-lived. Her score was a great achievement, massive achievement, and met an arbitrary standard set by the exam board at the time. But it wasn't perfection, only fleetingly. Achievement can be a driving force for so many people looking to achieve the perfect score or the perfect job or the perfect outfit or partner or house or car, whatever the goal is. But what then? Let's say you land that perfect job with that amazing salary and you can buy that perfect car. How long does that job or car remain perfect? Is it perfect because it's new? What happens when you when you've been in that job for a while and and the rose-coloured glasses come off and the routine sets in. You know the kind of thing. You know, the boss is having a bad day and they're taking it out on you. Or the world experiences a pandemic. We all know about that one. And the business suffers. Or when your car has a new version in a nicer colour in the showroom. Is your car still perfect? This is exactly what makes perfection subjective. The beauty industry thrives on this idea for perfection. Each season, there's a new look, the perfect look, the perfect creams and lotions, the perfect makeup colours or trends, just as perfect as the ones last season. That clearly are no longer perfect. Perfection is a creation. 
It's not tangible. We cannot hold it in our hand. It means something different to each individual. Life is not about living in this perfect bubble, or at least trying to. It's not about constantly striving for this changing and arbitrary thing called perfection. Life is a roller coaster, as Ronan Keaton sang. It has its ups and downs and everything in between. What was perfect in one moment is not in another. When we're striving for perfection, by definition, we need to measure everything because we need to know when we get there and what we need to do to reach it. So how is it measured? Ask any artist or writer or athlete. They will understand that perfection doesn't exist. A hard lesson that they've all learned. The artist that doesn't quite know when the painting is finished keeps adding touches. The writer who can always make adjustments. The athlete who is always striving to beat other athletes. And even when they do, they get right back to training the next day for the next event. Aim for a goal, an outcome or desire. Decide what is important for you, not against someone else's standard or measure. Consider the single mother who's working full time, studying, shopping, cleaning, spending spending time as much as she can with her children, worrying about money and being exhausted. There are only so many hours in a day. I know. I was that single mum and I tried to extend the day beyond 24 hours. It didn't work. Many of us have or are experiencing the same sort of pressures in life and are trying to do everything to be perfect in so many areas and missing out on some, so many more. So what can we do? Ask yourself these questions. What do I want and why? What are my priorities? Are all of these things necessary to achieve my goal? What can I reduce or change or do to a lesser level? What am I doing because of expectations of others that I can change? This is what I did. I was running myself ragged, trying to get everything done, and my anxiety was going through the roof because I wasn't meeting my expectations. So I changed my expectations. I prioritised. I listed everything that I was doing or trying to do and put them in order of priority. I then changed the language I was using around my own expectations. And this reminds me of a conversation I had a couple of years ago with a colleague at work. She arrived in the office in a state of fluster. She was talking really quickly. Her body was agitated. She was clearly in a heightened state of some sort. Just sort of not really achieving a great deal, just sort of like buzzing around the office. So I asked her what was wrong. So after taking a deep breath, she explained that she had a really busy evening the day before and that she hadn't mopped the kitchen floor after dinner, which was something that she always did every single evening. So I said, I sort of responded, OK. And, and she continued. She said that she'd, you know, it was really important for her to mop the floor every evening and that she she was really feeling annoyed that she hadn't had time to do it the previous night. So I then asked her, well, who says you need to mop the floor after dinner? Not quite understanding where the issue was. And she responded quickly, well, I do. You know, still in that agitation. And I smiled. She she wasn't too impressed with my smile and asked, you know, quite curtly why I thought it was amusing. I then added, so let's see if I've got this right. You've made up a rule that you must mop the floor after dinner. And she nodded. 
with a frown. But last night, you didn't have time. She nodded again, still with a confused look on her face, as if I was sort of just stating the obvious. So now you are chastising yourself for not complying with the rule that you made up in the first place, was what I said to her. And you could just see the realisation in her mind. And she laughed when she saw the irony of it. But she was still stuck. So she said, well, what could I do? And I said, easy, change the rule. Change it to be something like, I will endeavour to mop the floor each evening after dinner. That wording allows for the occasional lapse. While still meeting an expectation that is important to her, it takes away the need and it makes it more of a choice, a want or an aim. There's nothing wrong with wanting to do the best you can in any given circumstance. It's totally fine to want to succeed, to get the good exam results, to get the good job or nice car, or do your makeup in a particular way to follow the the latest trend. When these are choices that we make rather than needs that we feel we have to do, that's fine. The word perfection doesn't help, though. Perfection is subjective. It's a measure against someone's standard. It may be your standard or someone else's, but it's still arbitrary. Is your well-being tied up with those rules? Is your well-being dependent on you complying with them? There's a good test for this. If you didn't do something the way your rules dictated, like my colleague with the floor mopping, how would you feel? Could you leave the dishes in the sink overnight or not mop the floor? Or could you go without makeup or wear something from last season on a night out? Would you worry about what other people will think if you didn't meet the rules, those arbitrary rules that someone made up? What rules or expectations do you have in your life? The ones that are controlling you, that you feel compelled to do. What would happen if you didn't do them? Humans are not perfect. We're all perfectly imperfect, unique in our own way, in our own being. What is perfect for one is not for another. Be yourself. Choose your own perfection, one that is a choice, not a need. Let me know your thoughts. Subscribe, share and comment so I know what you like and so other listeners can see what is good and what is not. Feel free to reach me at dawn at findingfreedom.club or come and join me on my private Facebook group, Finding Freedom Club.